What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Accelerating your fandom, this is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell, man, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing fantastic, Mundo. How about yourself, sir? Uh, you know, I'm doing okay. I was doing really bad earlier, and now I'm doing okay. <laughs> really bad? <laughs> really bad. This is, uh, you know, the thing is, man, everybody's having a tough time of it. So, like, complaining makes no sense whatsoever. And, you know, the, the funny thing, too, is, you know, the reality is, uh, podcasts exist. I mean, I mentioned this last week, if I'm not mistaken, uh, they exist as kind of audio time capsules, right? Like these are moments in time that somebody will go back and listen to. And the, the great thing about television, you, I mean, you know, but you think about this, um, you know, you look at the way that streaming has like revitalized older shows, parks and rec community, uh, Smallville, you know, there's, there's these shows that kind of get the second wind when they hit streaming. And I mean, I, obviously this series is already on sw- streaming, um, but there's just, it's just interesting to me that, you know, five, 10 years after the show finishes, something will happen, which will ve- reinvigorate an entirely new audience for the, for the flash, which will then go and find this podcast. And so theoretically speaking, somebody, and I love this because obviously flash TV talk, Triumph travel, we're, we're all about this. Somebody right now is listening to us in the future, 10 years from now, assuming that we all survive the virus, but that's the thing we're in the midst, we're in the midst of the age of COVID. And so we're, that's, that's the reality. That's the season of the show that you're watching. That is the uh, season of the podcast that you're listening to. So when you kind of reopen this up uh, 10 years from now into the future, uh, hello, this is Flash TV Talk, and we are we are we're we're doing our best right now, just like the rest of the world. <laughs> when you <laughs> so, read about this in your history books, exactly, you know, exactly. But I, you know, honestly, I will say this. I mean, like, I want to go ahead and jump into the content. Nobody tuned in to hear me, you know, go into this. But I mean, like, I th- there is something to be said for like the hope of that reality, right? Like, either either we're all going to die or we're not. Like, I don't think we're all going to die, but we might, but we're not. Uh, you know, like, I'm not I'm not trying to have an existential crisis here. But 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 here's the thing somebody's going to be listening to this 10 years from now. And I think there's hope in that, right? 
Of course. Yeah, like it gives you that that picture that you can kind of look look back at. But anyway, all right. <laughs> On that somber note, <laughs> we got a great show show for you guys. Uh, first, I want to make a, a big shout out to, of course, our patrons at patreon.com uh, slash TV talk. We're making this show happen. Uh, shout out this week to Justin Lambert and uh, the amazing Will Benson for um, sponsoring the show, making it happen. And uh, honestly, we are not here without you. So thank you all so much. If you would like to learn how you can support the show and uh, get some great, great stuff, uh, head over to patreon.com slash TV talk to learn more. In fact, Bell, you actually got up off your couch went over to your artistic desk for the first time in a millennia and, uh, and, and, and cranked out some pretty amazing art here with uh, Sherlock Wells riding a baby giraffe. Now, hold on. I, I, I didn't just do that on Sunday. I've been working on that for a while. It's just, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Whatever. What I'm saying is <laughs> <laughs> it only counts when you turn it in. I know, uh, and it looks true. great. It looks fantastic, man. Which so one are you going to go with? I'm, you know, I'm, I think I'm actually going to put it up on Patreon and kind of let everybody vote on it. Okay. Yeah, and then we'll just do that. And I mean, obviously, they can print off the uh, the alternate one if they want to, but they'll have the an actual printed version uh, coming their way. So, uh, and then you know, it's it's interesting. Um, you know, we got to start thinking about this season as well. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But I have a solution now. So oh. the the drawing solution that I was using. Um, uh, I, I was, so, so the reason why this took so long is um, a couple of reasons. One, I was never happy with all the doodles that I was doing and trying to get everything done, and I finally got like. Uh, uh, a design and stuff like that that I liked and a, and a, and a, you know, kind of a, I guess a style or whatnot that I enjoyed that I wanted to do. And secondly, Photoshop on my Mac was going absolutely nuts. It was, it was just like, I don't know if it's somehow like an update changed my settings and stuff, but like nothing was working right. And so it was just, it was frustrating in addition to me being unhappy with the stuff I was producing, it was being frustrating because it wasn't doing what I wanted it to do. And so, um, Photoshop for iPad came out. Uh, I did all the inking uh, and sketching uh, on Photoshop for iPad. And for some reason, I couldn't color it on Photoshop for iPad because the paint bucket tool is weird. Um, so I colored it in Photoshop and did all the other stuff in the background on my Mac, which I finally like I uh, reinstalled uh, the whole operating system recently and reinstalled Photoshop and got all my keybinds and settings set up. And so now it's behaving how I how I like it. So uh, this is a good thing. So I, I can draw my iPad now is basically what I'm saying, which means it's a lot easier for me to have that with me when I'm just sitting watching TV and stuff like that and, uh, and, and drawing. So, so yay. Yay. More art from Bell. I'm excited, man. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that later on in the show, as well as kind of some other uh, additional fun, fun things for, for our patrons and, and just for, for all of you who uh, are looking for distraction as, as I am, I am craving distraction like nobody's business right now <laughs> so uh by all, we'll, we'll talk more about that uh later in the show because like i said y'all didn't tune in for all this you didn't tune in for this you tuned in for some flash tv talk so you ready bell let's do it let's jump into the rundown the, the rundown. rundown episode 18 of season six pay the piper directed by amanda tapping and story by jess carson bell what happened this episode well, Barry visits Joe to tell him about Iris being missing and about Mirror Iris's death. At Star Labs, he reveals that Ava was behind the Mirror clones in his uncertainty about Iris and Camilla. Following attacks by four drones of Godspeed throughout the year, Godspeed finally attacks, trying to drain Barry's speed using thunderous vibrations. Realizing they need a vibrations expert, Barry goes to Hartley, who hates him in the post-crisis timeline. One of his henchmen, Roderick, who was later revealed to be Hartley's boyfriend, was destabilized on a molecular level when Flash fought Hartley years prior. 
Iris finds Camilla in the mirror dimension and explains everything. Meanwhile, Godspeed acquires all the other Godspeed speed before taking hostages. Barry and Hartley combine their powers to stop Godspeed, whose charged sound fixes Roderick. At Iron Heights, Godspeed tells Barry that the one who sent him wants infinite velocity. It turns out that this Godspeed is another drone. Barry gets his confidence back to defeat Ava, and Sisko believes he can build a new speed force using something from Atlantis. Iris begins to succumb to the same neurological degradation that Ava did due to long-term exposure to the Mirrorverse. Frost admits to Ralph that she is afraid to properly meet Caitlin's mother, and elsewhere, Ava prepares to confront her husband. Dun, dun, dun. Bell, there is something about this episode that reminds me why I love this series. <laughs> is there now? Yes. You know, it's it's different from last week. Last week, I mean, I, I praised the episode as being kind of like one of the highlights of the season and one of the highlights of the series. Just a fantastic episode. It had a really heartfelt moment. And, and this one did as well. But there's, there's something about this particular episode. It's not the best episode of The Flash. It is far from the worst episode of The Flash. It represents like the majority of what this series is, which is really solid TV. You know what I mean? Like this episode to me with some really solid TV. We got some flashbacks to season one. We got some crisis tie-in in relation to the flashbacks of season one. We've got maybe a little bit of a justified Godspeed storyline coming in that theoretically speaking, we won't really see come to full fruition until next season. So a little a little teeing up, if you will, a little ready for some alley-oop action, if you will. We got a heartfelt, might be one of the most on-time Barry pep talks in the history of the series. And yet, like I said, it's not like this was the greatest episode ever. This is just some really dang good TV right here. I wish this was the low bar. Right? No, but this is the average, though. This is like, this is the this is the norm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I guess that makes sense. Because, yeah, you know, you're right. It, it's got all the things that make a great Flash episode. Mm, mm-hmm. And none of the things that make a bad Flash episode. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And I mean, like I said, this is... You know, this is when this is when um, <laughs> this is when it hits its stride, right? Like if you got to go with that running, it's this, this isn't like sprinting. This isn't like that power push. This is just that that good, you know, slow and steady wins the race type of uh, type of episode. It's a workhorse episode and it's fantastic. Uh, man, there's a ton that happened this episode that we need to jump into. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about Sadsco warp digivolving into Madsco. That's right. Camilla. <laughs> Uh, It has been revealed, of course, that Camilla has been taken off the the border, at least Mirror Camilla has, and thus uh, she must be in the Mirror Universe. Now, we have pretty much the entire team on deck to get the lowdown on what has been going on. And, of course, uh, Madsko is appropriately Madsko because... Uh, he has been with this woman who is not actually his girlfriend this entire time. And on top of that, they are going based off the assumption that she's still alive, but there's really no reason to go based off that assumption. You know what I mean? Like the villain told them that information. Yeah. And that's, that's, what's kind of weird about it. Right. Is, um, I don't know though, because you know, Ava's, Ava's the weirdest villain that we've had on this show. Right. She has these like, I don't, mm, what a statement. I don't know that I can go with you there (laughs) because, because she, she's got, I'm not saying the the weird is not like the, the, the most villainous or whatever, but like what, what I mean to say is, is like, she goes from this just evil, malicious, I'm going to kill my husband and like, uh, you know, uh, what, uh, what was the, what was the term? Um, you know, like, like this, this, this driven success is assured, success is assured, like, you know, driven kind of like sociopathic sort of woman just you know 
villain to this like crazy neurotic sort of like i don't know wishy-washy uh almost remorseful in a way kind of villain just just on the uh on the flip of a switch. And that's probably because of all the, you know, mental things that have been happening inside the, uh, um, mirror universe. But like, you know, when, when flash is sitting there and she could kill him and she kind of like, it almost looks like she has this sort of like pang of like, Oh, I'm sorry. I hurt you. I, I I'm not going to kill you. And that, that's kind of what I got from that one scene. Right. And like, you know, every scene where she's like, you know, that the truth hurts to Iris and whatnot, but at the same time, she's sort of sympathetic. Um, and it's, I don't know. It, it's super interesting. And um, Barry seeing her do that and kind of see that sort of neurosis sort of pop up. Maybe that gives him some sort of glimmer of hope. I don't know. Um, as far as the others hearing that from Barry. Yeah, I agree with you 100 percent. No, no, no. The, the villain told us this. They're dead. Um, but Barry saw it firsthand how kind of like quirky and and weird she is when it comes to that kind of stuff. So I don't know. It's she's a really interesting character and uh, it's she is and very different like her, her, her modus operandi, right? Like she's, she, for whatever reason, she wants revenge on her husband. One imagines he's related to the fact that she is stuck in the mirror or has been stuck in the mirror universe for all this time. Um, you know, there's, there's likely more at play that will be hopefully unpacked for us. We do know, of course we are entering into the episodes that, um, are, are, you know, going to be suffering more and more from kind of, a uh, the, the recuts, uh, required by the shortening of the season. Um, that being said, you know, it, she's not, she's, you know, she doesn't have this diabolical plan that we are aware of thus far to like destroy or de-evolve or, you know, eradicate reality. Like, you know what I mean? Like she's she's, everybody zombify everybody. Exactly. Right. Like, you know, she mentions liberating everybody, but it seems given the fact that her focus is so like, you know, her crosshairs are squarely on her husband. It it seems to imply that it really has more to do with taking down his criminal empire or perhaps, um, you know, uh, circumventing it. Who who knows? The blackmail ring. I'm telling you, it's the blackmail ring. I've got that. It, Nailed it down. likely is the case. I think I think that's a really, really solid theory. But that's my point, right? Like she she's after a dude and she doesn't care who gets in her way in her process to do that. She's going to destroy a couple of lives, but she she is on like a solid, straight and narrow path and she will plow through anybody. And, you know, she's not going to go out of her way to cause harm, but she's also not going to go out of her way to correct any damage that she does along the way. And so, you know, and she's not like the serial killer. You know what I mean? Like she doesn't have this kind of... um you know, uh, uh, just just murderous rampage or anything of that nature. Um, so she is a different kind of villain from that standpoint. Absolutely. She's like, um, you know, in the movies, you'll see sometimes where like they hit a guy with a car and he's very clearly dead. And they're like, oh, 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 you think he's OK? Uh, but they still have to keep going. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And I mean, like, she might stop. not even. Yeah. She might not even question like, is, is he OK? She's like, oh, that was a guy. All right. I'm going to go. I'm, I'm you know, heading, heading to my goal. <laughs> Getting to the end game here. All right. So that's but that's Ava. Right. We don't we don't quite have that level of she doesn't quite have that same level of like i'm going to destroy everything which is kind of refreshing at the same time we see at the beginning of this episode that ralph uh, is going to kind of you know he's going to use his detective skills to see if he's going to look after her and then he kind of forgets about that to go help out caitlin rather frost uh, as frost is dealing with some mommy issues and i gotta tell you bell you know i've i'm well uh, it is well documented on this podcast. I am not a huge fan of Snowpack, right? Any of the Caitlin extended family storylines I find to be kind of in the, 
you know, yawn sector of the show. However, the frost aspect of this relationship kind of adds an interesting wrinkle that did get me a little excited. Like I, I was like, interesting. That that's a concept that, that is a high concept right there of this alternate personality, which is essentially this secondary person that's living within this other person who is technically the biological daughter of this person who she's never like there's there's a lot of complexities going on here that i kind of appreciate and i'm I'm a little worried we're not going to actually see it that it's all going to (laughs) happen off screen but (laughs) i i I was kind of curious if this was like a a setup for next season for caitlin being out or or maybe a setup for next season for a caitlin storyline right I think it's, you know, I think it, it has to do with Caitlyn's new uh, sidekick. Did you see Caitlyn's new sidekick this episode? Mm. Or should I say Frost's new sidekick? Or both of their new sidekick? No. Oh, you didn't? I mean, it, it was right up front. Strategically pl- placed pillow. Oh. Strategically placed pillow is a, uh, you know, is a, a, you know, there's no no stranger to uh, to television. Uh, constantly, you'll see strategically placed zero th- uh, pillow throughout several different series. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, of course, uh, the actress is uh, is is pregnant, and uh, we uh, are are looking forward to the the addition of a new new frost family member off screen. Oh, that's so speak, right. No, so. now this all makes sense. Yeah, no. Yeah, they- Daniel Panabaker is, uh, is is expecting, which is uh, which is great. But I mean, that's that is also you know a lot of times when actresses uh, are you know expecting in the midst of a, a shooting series or shooting a series. You have strategically placed pillow. It comes to the rescue. And uh, there's that one shot in particular in this episode where it's like the screen is maybe like one third pillow, <laughs> like right, right over kind of that center area of frost. Yeah, I had forgotten that. And so now that makes perfect sense. Um, and yeah, you know, if you look at strategically placed pillows, IMDB sheet, it's the long it's 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 the longest. Yeah, there, there's no one who has more credits than strategically placed pillow. Yeah, I mean, one might might say strategically uh, placed pillow is the lifesaver of the uh, or the life progenitor. I don't know the life, like one way or the other. Uh, strategically placed pillow was holding down the fourth this episode, and uh, and more power to them. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I really actually dug. Uh, while you know, I am a little nervous that we might act, this this entire plot line might happen off screen. I do find it somewhat fascinating, and I got excited by it. Uh, and I came into it somewhat jaded. So good on you, Flash. Good on good on you, Snowpack. You got me. <laughs> as you did with Ralph. As you do with everything, really. You got me. Um, we also see Vibe, uh, you know, mentioning, you know, or, or rather Cisco mentioning his knowledge of the mu- the multiverse coming into play. Um, you know, or, or even specifically the mirrorverse, rather, as he talks about the fact that, you know, if he did have his Vibe powers, theoretically, he might actually be able to access it, right? I mean, the mirrorverse exists as a pocket universe, should not be outside the realm of what vibe could have done in the past. Like he could breach into it. Yeah. Right. I mean, like theoretically speaking, if he still had his powers, which surprise, he does not still have his powers. Yeah. 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 That was kind of upset. Well, not necessarily upsetting. I kind of saw it coming, but like it would have been kind of cool. Maybe. I don't know. Well, I mean, it was, it was, he got him back during the crisis, but I guess in a post crisis world, we're still dealing with a depowered vibe. Yeah. I'm sure that's what, um, Oliver, you know, did for him when he rebuilt the universe mm, and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. But uh, uh, I don't know, because they refer to it as a different dimension, not a different universe. But I mean, I, that's, that's, uh, is that an interchangeable term in Flashland? 
It, I mean, you know, I guess when it all comes down to it, it doesn't necessarily matter. Now, I thought with the kind of the plot line that was introduced with Pied Piper, especially kind of the vibrations coming into play, that they might tap into that. Um, but no, that I, I don't. Dimension and universe. It, it's an entire embodiment of the universe that exists in an alternate dimension. Is that not an alternate universe? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, that's that's kind of what I was curious about is like, has Cisco himself ever mentioned dimension hopping or has he always been, you know, earth hopping and universe hopping, basically, because they, they mention a multiverse and they don't really talk about multi dimensions. I think it's always about the universe. Hey, can we talk about ball rats? Sure. <laughs> That threw me off hardcore, man, because you know me, I'm dyslexic. So you put anything reverse, I'm I'm reading it anyway. I know what's up. But like immediately when they throw up, uh, uh, I guess it's technically spall rats, but <laughs> Star Labs backwards. When she, when uh, Iris was in the mirror dimension at Star Labs, it, it, everything's in reverse. Yeah. Did you not notice that? <laughs> I mean, I, 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 no, honestly, I didn't, I didn't really pick <laughs> up on that. And uh... at first I literally thought I was like, oh man. Oh, is it like the editing staff didn't get a chance to like finish this because of like Corona? <laughs> and then I realized, no, it's the mirror dimension. Everything's backwards. This is fantastic. Have they been doing this the entire time? And I've never realized. Well, yeah, they, they do it for McCulloch. And that, that's what I was going to say about the, the establishing shots. When they establish the mirror dimension, it's always backwards. And but like my eyes aren't really drawn. I have never, ever, ever noticed that. Dyslexia foiled me again. But this time, like, no, like this one was like, it's like Ball rats. I find it hilarious that you never noticed McCulloch Technologies was backwards, and yeah. <laughs> I never know. I didn't notice the one time that Star Labs was backwards. <laughs> that is hilarious to me. I think it was two establishing shots too, or at least it was one establishing shot and then one when she's like inside, uh, maybe with like the desktop wallpaper, if I'm remembering correctly. Well, but yeah, no, you know how everybody has like the the Star Labs hoodies and T-shirts and everything. Yeah. I want a Spall Rats t-shirt. <laughs> That's what I want. I want like maybe, you know what? Maybe dyslexics are just natives to the mirror universe that we have come into your universe. and You don't realize it. Uh, that maybe I'm mirror bow. Dude, maybe I'm mirror bro. Mirror bow. I mean, rather. you definitely like use him as your Twitter <laughs> avatar for sure. <laughs> right. Facebook. Yes, that I do. Uh, anyway, all right, love that establishing shot. We see that Iris is about to go kind of on her journey to uh, do as she said last week uh, and find Camilla and one imagines eventually sing. Uh, she leaves a message in a bottle for Barry to find. We also get a chance to see that like she is not quite herself as she kind of goes and, and talks to Camilla and um, you know, we see that she's still kind of scratching her arm. She seems like she's she's losing. I don't want to say losing her mind, but well, she's it's, it's almost the, like the mere confusion, the mere itis, if you will. Almost like she's being kind of split apart, right? Like we we see that visually in the way that they're kind of doing the reflective shot, but you almost get the sense that like her mind is is almost being kind of extended like an accordion. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting because I've done more of those, uh, and, and this is something I'd, I'd like to go back and watch and see if. When Ava and, and Iris are in the mirror, uh, like in the, the McCulloch labs and everything, if they do more of those really interesting, like uh, 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 split shots or like mirror shots or prism shots or however they do it, where there's like multiple irises and stuff like that. Um, 
and see if they increased the number of those because like they 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 would always show Ava in them, but they wouldn't really show Iris in them. And and I want to see if they started doing that more and more as Iris stayed in there longer to kind of, you know, visually illustrate that concept. That would be because I, I don't I, I don't know if Camilla showed up in more than like one of those kinds of shots. No, I mean, I like I don't know that we really saw her doing that. I wonder if we're seeing what's happening to Iris as the same thing that happened to Ava. Well, of course to the, well, what I mean is that like, you know, will we see an Iris returned from the mirror universe with kind of that knowledge and experience of like, Hey, my mind got torn apart through this. Like, like it tried to tear me apart and I was only in there for, you know, a couple months you were in there for years. Like this is not who you are. You know what I mean? Oh, like, uh, like the, the, the way they'll beat the bad guys kind of by, you know, reminding her who she is. Well, yeah, like that's the thing. Like, cause that's the, it, it, she, you know, we've already discussed it, but Ava is, is very different. She is not this, she's not a serial killer. She doesn't have a diabolical major plan. She is a little, um, off, so to speak. Uh, and so there is kind of that, that nature that, that, you know, don't quite, you know, you, you feel like if you were alone with her in a room, she might just kind of go crazy on you all out, out, of, out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Like she's all, she's a little high strung. She's a little wound up. And that's from being in isolation for years, literally years. But now that we're seeing through Iris, uh, Iris that it's not just that she's been through isolation. It's that in that isolation, her mind has been like, you know, reflected and fractured and taken apart and put to put back, <laughs> back to part. And, you know, like, like, you know, if, if Iris gets a taste of this, I think there is that chance for her to kind of give that, you know, remember who you are type of moments. Uh, you know, typically the we've seen Barry give this speech, you know, several times, but Iris will be far better placed to kind of deliver that by the end of the season. Oh, yeah, for sure. Story arc. You mean by the end of next episode? <laughs> well, yeah. well, yeah, let's not. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, you know, there's, there's a ton that happened this episode and you kind of wonder if, if we're actually are seeing kind of like a lot of stories kind of crammed together. And I mean, it's a miracle that it really fit in such a, such a fantastic way. We even got a jillment at the beginning of the episode with Barry going to kind of inform him of what's going on. Um, and, and kind of telling him, Joe, obviously he believes in Barry, he trusts Barry. So he knows that, that he's going to be able to, to fight his way through this and get Iris back. Um, you know, we, we get a chance to actually see, um, you know, Camilla, uh, Iris actually successfully finds Camilla. Now, you know, if, if I do have one criticism and it's not necessarily at this episode per se, it's just kind of at this decision. And I, you know, I've said, I'm not going to gripe about this and I'm not, but just to, to kind of prove a point here. Like Camilla, Camilla, when Iris is trying to prove who Camilla is now, a lot of people already pointed this out, but obviously, you know, if Camilla had a full knowledge of the fact that like mirror versions know all this stuff anyway, then this would not be a good test, but Camilla would not know this at this point. So the whole like prove who you, that you are, who you are and having Iris kind of share a bunch of trivia, um, it makes perfect sense for Camilla to do that. And it makes perfect sense for Iris to respond to it without unpacking for her that that's not actually a good proof of concept, right? Like that's, it makes sense, but I understand why people had some slight problems with that. My problem with all of this is that every single factoid that Iris gives about Camilla is all Cisco trivia. Like everything about Camilla is just like your boyfriend, your boyfriend, your boyfriend, your boyfriend. 
And <laughs> this is what happens. And I thought about this. Like, I was like, Camilla is a Ken doll of a character. You know what I mean by that? Yeah, she's just there to be uh, Cisco's boyfriend. She she's not even like the she's not even a character. She's an accessory to another character, with with no flesh out of who her character is because there's no time for that. There's no time for that, and I'm not saying there should be time to make time for that. But like like that's it, anyway. I don't want to get into it. My point is that like this exact scenario of Iris sitting there and like prove you know say something about me that only Iris would know, and here's a bunch of stuff about Cisco. It's like. Guys, come on. This character is like not even a character. <laughs> she's, she's literally a Kindle. This is rough. Um, but anyway, that that to the side. Um, Iris does, you know, find Camilla. So, you know, check mark. She finds that she's still they still need to go out there and figure out where Singh is in the midst of the mirror universe. Hopefully we'll get a reveal there. You know, we get a mention in this episode of uh, updating Singh's husband as to, you know, what's really going on with them. For a brief moment, given the fact that this was the Big Pied Piper episode, did you think that there might be kind of like a post-crisis surprise Pied Piper is actually in the, you know, post-crisis world, Singh's husband? Uh, mm, no, I didn't think they'd go that far. No, I didn't. Yeah. yeah. I think it would have been a cool like wink and nod to the fans and stuff like that. But I think it would have been a real big stretch for anybody who doesn't know that from the comics. They'd have been like, what? I think to some extent the the constant reference or not constant, but like they they at, at the very beginning I think in like two like twice they mentioned Singh's husband before ever mentioning Pied Piper, and I I I gotta I gotta think that that has to be a nod to fans of the comics to like you know be like ah oh, see we we know we know but it doesn't make sense in the you know series that we created but but we know we know what's up yeah so um anyway just just kind of a an interesting little factoid there if he shows up again and you know they use hartley to help rescue sing or something like that you know sing could be like thanks in some other universe maybe you and i could get together or something something weird and cheesy like that yeah i just you know like i like i said last episode there's just an age disparity that i think they they probably won't go that route i think it would just be a little bit too creep but um and it wouldn't fit their characters, the characters that we have thus far right now. Uh, but anyway, one way or the other, um, we we do know that uh, there there is still the the sing you know, our sing is still in the mirror universe, and hopefully we'll make it out alive. I am I am hopeful that uh, that that he will uh, he will survive this experience. Man, Pied Piper back on the scene. We got the pre redeemed Pied Piper, which is which is a fun Pied Piper, right? Like because like the the Pied Piper versus Cisco like drama is just delicious and it's wonderful and you know the biggest question i had of all of this is we get the revelation that of course cisco knows that in a post-crisis world uh you know what happened to pied piper and we really get a payoff of his being gone for several weeks understanding the universe and bringing that knowledge into this exact scenario and man i loved this revisiting a plot line that we recognized from season one and giving it that post-crisis twist, like giving a little little freshness, right? Like a little squeeze of lime, a little little sprig of mint, if you will. Yeah, that was pretty cool to kind of, you know, it's like, no, 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 that was just me and Harley. It's like, nah, <laughs> not anymore, one. <laughs> right, exactly. And so it, it does, you know, it it I love that kind of stuff. And I hope that we see more of that sprinkled throughout the rest of the series, because I think that's a fun way to continually pay off crisis, which by the way, while we're on the topic, I love the the quick explanation for Nash Wells of like, he's his twin. Like, I'm his twin. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good. Y'all should have been doing that from the jump, man. Like, even when the first Harry showed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I mean, yeah, yeah, that, that, it's 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 so neat to kind of see that sort of spin on the old, um, the old season and and or the old seasons and that in particular that old episode. And like, I I wonder, you know, if if they do stuff like that, is it? I, I think it'd be kind of neat to revisit old fights, maybe like through time travel or something like that. Like Flash goes back and for mm-hmm. for whatever reason he's he, he's got to go uh, face a particular villain, and the knowledge that he has is completely different. You know, like oh. Well, I know we'll go back and we'll and we'll we'll talk to so and so and then maybe we can get the information. But when he goes back, he's like, "Oh crap! Crisis has changed this fight. I don't know how to deal with the situation anymore." And I don't know. That would be that could be something interesting they could do with that. Do you think that they could bring Snart back in a post-crisis world? I think they could. I think it'd be very. I mean, they haven't even mentioned him at all. No, they haven't. But I got to tell you, man, I got a lot of Captain Cold vibes from this episode. Um, just the the dynamic between Pied Piper and Flash. Uh, the fact that they they roll up into his supervillain lair, uh, which is a pretty baller pad, and like they just know where he is, they recruit him, and then they let him go, even though he's a literal wanted criminal. Well, I mean, Flash is a vigilante, so it's not like yeah, okay, all right, that's that is a fair justification. Yeah. He has also, you know, held people against their will in the, in his basement. So yeah, although no, he is a CSI as well. Yeah, so, that doesn't make it right. That I know. Well, no, no, no. Yeah, it doesn't say that makes it right. But I'm saying like, you know, as a vigilante, him, uh, you know, arresting these people is, is extra judi- judicial. Uh, but as a CSI, he has the legal authority to go in there and be like, well, I know where you are. You're here. I'm a cop. I can arrest you. But that's what I'm saying. They yeah. know what's up. Like they yeah. could take him down at any time. I mean, like, you know, and I get it. It's part of the whole dynamic between the Flash and his rogues gallery. And, you know, there there's a I don't want to say casual nature to that relationship because that's not necessarily the case universally but that's a fun uh, a fun space to play in and and you're right i do like that idea right that you know we are talking about a vigilante here he's operating outside of the law uh this particular version of barry allen literally has kept people locked in his basement uh you know he's he, he himself is a criminal <laughs> so i mean that fair point Bell. Fair, fair point but anyway i did i did think that was interesting that he kind of got the uh the snart pass of like just don't kill anybody and maybe I won't turn you in next time or you know, <laughs> right? yeah. wait, wait a while before you go and knock off some jewelry, whatever, you know, it is, it is an interesting conundrum, but like, it's the only one that really works, I think, in this situation. So we, we got to roll with it. We do see that uh, Harry and Allegra still have a little tension, but uh, we'll wait until a future episode to try to work that out. They really just need to see a therapist, um, which the series has one, but we haven't seen her in a while. We need to. She would solve a lot of problems. Yeah. She would have known Iris wasn't Iris from the get-go. She would have. See, they should have. That's how you. That's how Barry should have known she wasn't Iris. They were having issues, and she never once mentioned therapy. Come on. <laughs> you know, I, I should mention that uh, Pied Piper's boyfriend, uh, right, uh, Roderick Smith. I looked. I could not find any reference to him in the comic, so I do think this is a new character for the for the series. Uh, whether or not we see him again in the future, who knows? Um, interesting concept with him kind of being, you know, phased in and out of time. Um, I wonder, you know, obviously it it worked well to tie into what was going on with Godspeed and, you know, uh, the, you know, I I don't know if you noticed this, Bell. Godspeed, um, he is fueled by convenience. Of course, as most comic book TV show villains are. Well, this is true. This is true. What, uh, what, what comic book series is not fueled by convenience, but this one's literally like, literally like convenience is literally spilling out of it. <laughs> <laughs> now that worked out pretty well. 
um, he, he, he runs on MacGuffin juice. <laughs> yes. I, you know, I thought about that. I was like, I wonder if they need to take his blood to like the MacGuffin blood lab or something like that. Oh, man. Yeah. I oh, Gosh, who was it? There's a Hollywood producer who's like magic blood is his thing. Like it was uh, the same guy who did uh, the uh, Wrath of Khan Star Trek movie. Okay. <laughs> you know, convenience and MacGuffin nature of the blood in this particular episode notwithstanding. I was thinking about the fact that, like, all right, if Godspeed's rolling around with, like, literal super-powered blood, we need to keep blood work as far away from his, him as possible. Like, on the one hand, that's a super convenient fix for this one particular episode, but it's very interesting that we're introduced to that concept in the same season, albeit not the same plot line, that blood work was introduced. Yeah, no, that would be very, very great because uh, <laughs> you don't want blood work getting, getting MacGuffin blood because then that would be very, very bad. So, yeah, all this with the with the MacGuffin blood that Godspeed had, like all I could think about was the uh, uh, whether this episode was produced or, or helped written uh, by the guy who uses magic blood for like everything, like every every sort of plot device. Uh, this one producer guy, and I can't remember his name and it's killing me, but, you know, we'll post it somewhere sometime. Uh, he always uses magic blood as a MacGuffin. It was uh, in Star Trek Wrath of Khan, the magic blood from Khan, you know, saved uh, Kirk. And uh, pretty much any movie that has blood, like magic blood being the the big plot device, is done by this guy. And it, it this episode evidently wasn't done by him. So uh, there you go. But I don't know. I just thought that was that was funny. Well, you know what? You, you tried. You yeah. tried. Yeah. That's 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 what support it. Um, no, of course, uh, you know, Godspeed. Uh, man, we it, it's so fantastic because so much of this episode we talked about this, I, I believe. I can't remember if this was on mic or off mic. Um, but about how looking forward to this episode, you know, obviously the, the name was pay the Piper. Uh, we knew this was Pied Piper's big return episode. And yet all of the promotion was about Godspeed. Like literally everything was about Godspeed. And in many respects, you know, the Godspeed nature of the situation was really more of a catalyst for the Pied Piper story. Like it was almost like they were using this B plot to slide in a much larger concept that was teased in the very first episode of this season. Yeah, like I watched the preview for this week's episode last week, and I remember you had mentioned something about Pied Piper, and I didn't see Pied Piper at all. So I was like, oh, this is going to be a Godspeed centric episode. And then it was like the episode name was Pay the Piper, and they sort of flipped it on its head. Uh, because, you know, th- with the way they promoted it, you would think that this would be a Godspeed episode with a little bit of Pied Piper, but instead it was a little bit of Godspeed with a lot of Pied Piper. Yeah. Well, man, I tell you what, it's going to work out really well because that's going to bring us to this week's Speedster Speculation. So what is Godspeed's deal? We found out in this episode that Godspeed, they, the Godspeeds that we've seen before, they, they kind of refer to them as drones, right? Like, yeah. Now, I don't see that as like a technological drones, right? I mean, like what when you when you hear that, what do you, what does that mean to you? Well, I, I don't I mean, the way they were like, you know, chirping like uh, like modems or whatever. Mm-hmm. It kind of makes me think that they're that they're like robot drones. OK, all right. All right. Fair, fair, fair points. Fair points. Um, you know, the modem aspect of it. But but I almost wonder if the feedback has less to do with, say, you know, like. Uh, like a wireless connection and more to do with like a speed force connection because we see, we get the revelation that Godspeed's in game right now is he's trying to get all the velocity, not the speed force, not the speed per se. 
he's trying to uh, to get velocity. He, I guess you could argue that he is act, trying to get speed, um, but he's not doing so in the same kind of ways that we've seen from villains of the past. He's not specifically trying to just sit, like like steal Barry's speed or the speed force. He's he's trying to go fast, right? Like he's trying to get access to something, potentially something else. Uh, we also see that when he's running, he's not tapping into blue lightning. He has white lightning, which is very different from what we've seen in the past. Um, arguably, his blood is blue, although whether or not... Oh, that was a drone still, yeah. Yeah, the Godspeed Prime might not have blue blood. That might have more to do with the fact that this particular you know drone or or copy of Godspeed does... I'm wondering, this, this is a thought that kind of came to me as I was watching the episode. Is it possible that these Godspeed drones are actually like failed or imperfect uh, time remnants that the Godspeed Prime is creating to send back in time to get speed or get velocity? Mm, I don't know. Not sure? Well... We've never seen what happens when another or we've never seen, I guess, the, the the corpse of another time remnant before. They've always like blown up or something like that. And so, I mean, no, they, they had them for a while. In fact, actually, even in this episode, they go back and you see that this particular Godspeed drone went and I guess killed the other do- the Godspeeds and, and drained their their power, drained their their speed. Yeah. So but those are those are living time remnants is what I'm saying. Like this is this is. This was they they killed this one. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The fact that oh, they're no, they didn't. They exist. didn't because it fell off. No, that's right. This one's still alive. This one's still alive. So it's, so it's still got the blue blood. Yeah, but it but now it's doing what the other ones were doing before. So it shows up. It takes it. It goes to the other one. It drains their speed. And we do see that like there is something different, right? Like it goes to Barry. And even though Barry has a limited amount of speed force in him, it's once it taps into the speed force, you know, it, it goes up and it's doing the whole, you know, this is my world, my world at the top of the the building. Unlimited power, if you will. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think they're I don't think they're um, I don't think they're time remnants at all. OK, so so bear with me here. I mean, a little high concept in Star Trek, you know, you got warp levels. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, warp one is like one times the speed of light. And it's like a logarithmic scale or something like that. So like warp 10 is the okay. fastest possible speed you can go in warp. And from what I understand uh, and what I've read, like warp 10 means you are everywhere in the universe at the same time. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Fair, fair yeah. enough. And so, um, you know, and, and then as far as, you know, things with mass can't travel the speed of light. Um, but there's and, and maybe I'm misunderstanding this or misquoting this, but there's something about like when uh, like photons, you know, since they're massless and they travel at the speed of light, they're kind of like everywhere at once as well kind of thing, but mm. we perceive it differently because we aren't traveling at speed of light. And so I'm wondering if this is something where Godspeed wants to get all he wants. He wants infinite velocity, right? Like, you know, which is light speed, basically. Uh, and he wants it because that will allow him to be everywhere at all the time and he can you know rule the world or the universe or whatever and so i think what he's doing is he's making these um these drones or whatever to go and collect speed because maybe there's not enough of it where he's from or whatever time he's from so he can collect it and then get it all and then um be everywhere at once 
I don't know. That's that's what I'm thinking. But I don't think they're time remnants. I think they're I think they're actual drones, some kind of robot that he's creating uh, in order to, you know, leech velocity and speed force and all that kind of stuff. What if he's feeding off of the very artificial speed force that Barry and Cisco and Team Flash are trying to create? That could be interesting. So, like, if, you know, we, you know, and this kind of gets into some of our kind of theory crafting in the past, right? Like, the idea that Blue Lightning represents a a disconnect or a, a false connect or a failed connect to the actual speed force. Um, here, there's no speed force to reject that connection, right? So, like, he's actually... Uh, because at this time there is no speed force, he could be from a time, a potential future timeline where the artificial speed force exists and he is either created by it or he gains his powers through it. But it's because it's artificial. It's not, it's not a, um, it's, it's not a high enough high, right? Like it's just, it, it's not quite getting them there. And so he or it doesn't have infinite reserves of speed. Force. Well, that's true. But I mean, there is something like a uh, I'm, I'm wondering if there is kind of that addicted nature to what's going on here. Like like he needs he craves more and he craves the pure stuff. Like that's the thing with going back and, you know, sucking up speed from his own drones and from Velocity 9 or 10 or whatever strain they're on right now. This episode, we actually see a drone tap into the the real thing, the pure stuff, right? And that sends him on a high like he has never been on. So I'm wondering if we're seeing Godspeed attempt to go back or or suck into the real deal before it's totally gone. Perhaps. Although I, I, I just can't help but believe that the Speed Force is going to go away. I mean, that would be a great way to sort of like limit Barry's power for future seasons. Mm, I don't want I don't I do not like I mean, it makes for an interesting concept for a limited time, but. I'm really hoping we don't end up with a depowered Barry like for all eternity here. Well, I'm not saying depowered Barry. I'm just saying like with the with the speed force gone, the only thing he has is the artificial speed force, and he can't. He's not as fast as he was. So like it, it sort of kills your power creep, right? You know, uh, as Barry gets more and more powerful, it's more and more easy to be like, well, why doesn't he just do this and solve the problem immediately? You know, in the blink of an eye. Whereas if there's just the uh, the artificial speed force, they can be like, you know, oh, well, Barry can't run that fast because the artificial speed force won't allow him to do so. And so, you know, it, it creates it creates a speed barrier um, to to sort of depower him to make him not as godlike, you know. And I, 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 I too, I don't I don't really want them to kind of go that route. I would rather the speed force come back and find more interesting ways to sort of bring up the, the stakes. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Um, so with that said. If I think the speed force is coming back, then I think Godspeed, there would be a speed force in whatever future he lives in. So I don't know. I don't know. It's it's interesting. It is definitely interesting to see what ends up happening. And uh, man, we, we've only got one episode left to uh, to find out. So <laughs> we'll, we will see here in the very near future or maybe not. Maybe it's all just a tee up for, for what's uh, what's to come. But uh, one way or the other, I'm looking forward to it. Hey, let us know your thoughts. What do you think that uh, Godspeed's deal is? What is, what is his end game? Uh, write to the show. Let us know. Uh, show or uh, Flash at Pottery.com. Uh, we'd, we'd love to hear your theories. Hey, this is Patrick Sabongi, and you're listening to Flash TV Talk. That's the sound of the police in my all right, man. Speaking of which, uh, listener feedback. We got uh, we're we're uh, pulling from the live live stream uh, this week. We've got uh, my 
Uh, Stick Celeste in the chat saying episode... Mystic Celeste. Thank you. Mystic Celeste in the chat saying episode 19 is the finale. Uh, Not sure what number this one was. This one was actually 18. So that actually does mean that next week will be the uh, the finale. They got a lot to wrap up in a very short amount of time. Um, And I... You know what? I'm going into next week with a lot of grace. You know what I mean? Like... Like, I, I don't doubt that they'll figure out a way to cut this in a way that, you know, satisfactorily, like, sticks the landing, so to speak. But at the same time, you know, like like I said, they crammed a lot into this one particular episode. And I have a feeling it's it's at the expense of a lot of different things as well. Um, yeah, I, I kind of feel like we might get a cliffhanger uh, finale. Oh, 100%. Like, that is almost... I. I don't, but like, not 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 in the ways we normally get like a cliffhanger tee up for the next season. But like, as in, we don't have any of this stuff finished, and so we're going to have the big bad bite, the big bad fight at the beginning of next season, kind of thing. Yeah, and I mean, I think there is, you know, I mean, it depends on when production is able to start back up and what that looks like for sure. Um, but I mean, there's there's opportunities, you know, uh, tie in web comics. You know, there's ways to tie it, to tie up some loose ends that need to be tied up if you end up losing, you know contracts with different actors and actresses and that sort of thing. But um, yeah, I, I, you're, you're exactly right. There will be some form of cliffhanger um, that may feel a little bit different and who knows, maybe because it feels different, it might actually be kind of a higher stakes cliffhanger. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Hail rail and the, uh, in the chat is also saying, uh, Cecile was totally channeling Joe this episode, all the pep talks. Oh yeah. Now look, we, we lavished Cecile with praise last week. She's, she has done a great job of being kind of that Joe esque figure and, um, you know, as I mentioned last week, in many respects, because she does come into uh, the the family kind of late in the game, she does, she she brings this kind of great equalizer. I mean, like, you know, you know, she doesn't have the depth of relationship that Joe has with Barry and Iris, but at the same time, she does have that, you know, kind of paternal, maternal, you know, uh, connection with both of them. And, you know, I, I, Cecile's a fantastic addition to the show. I, as much as I critique a lot of the fact that we end up with a lot of new characters, a lot of these new characters I, I really do enjoy. And Cecile is certainly one of the new, the newer characters that has um, definitely become a a, uh, a favorite and, and fits well. Um, <laughs> you know, I think last, I, I think it was last week, maybe it was two weeks ago that I kind of made my my soapbox and. Um, you know, I got a lot of positive feedback on everything except for the fact that I said they needed to kill Joe. <laughs> I don't want him to kill Joe, but I'm just saying if Joe died, we got the components that we, yeah, Cecile was totally channeling Joe. I just want to re- reiterate that. Yes, exactly. Yes. And yes. Did a fantastic job. Uh, let's see. Oh, guy smiley in the chat saying Grant said something about uh, cliffhanger in episode 19 when they announced the shorter season. Um, yes. I mean, I think that's true. I, I, if I'm remembering correctly, even the showrunners have said, that they are leaving like that post credits cookie as a big tee up for season seven. Uh, in, in terms of a plot line, they were planning on doing this season, uh, but there will really be more of a, a season seven. It'll end up being a season seven set up for that reason. Makes sense. Yeah, I think so. And man, finally, uh, also, uh, uh, Nishal in the, uh, in the chat is saying, uh, what's with all the scratching and yeah, what is with all the scratching? That's a good question. I, I think it, I think it implies a coming apart of Iris. Like to me, that's the way I interpret it. But what do you, what do you think about what's, what's the deal with the scratching? Yeah, it's a, it's a symptom of being in there and it's, uh, I was trying to think of a good pun, but I can't and it's killing me. Um, but yeah, it's, it's gotta be something to do with the mirrorverse and how it's just kind of like making her go crazy. Yeah. Before I thought it had more to do with like 
Ava pulling or Ava Eva pulling the strings, but now I'm starting to think it's literally like the mirror versus is like 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 tearing her apart. Like there's just a nature of like not even feeling comfortable in your own skin because you're almost like mentally being fractured. Um so I don't I, I think it has more to do with the mirror verse than it does with Ava specifically, whereas in the past I probably would have assumed that. But there you go. Um, y'all, thank y'all so much, especially those of y'all who are tuning in right now live at uh, twitch.tv slash York as well as on our Twitter. Uh, Periscope here at uh, twitter.com slash flash TV talk. Um, y'all are amazing. Thank y'all so much. It's so much fun. It's so much more fun. I mean, obviously we have fun when it's just recording just the two of us, but it's it's so much more uh, fun whenever uh, folks are able to tune in for, for the live show. You know, I know that um, this week, you know, as with recent weeks. I mean, we're, we're dealing with the, the world that we're living in right now. So you probably heard my kids in the background, whereas normally that would not be the case. That is certainly the case tonight. (laughs) And you know, that's, that's kind of the reality that we're in, but I got to tell you, man, I am blown away by the amazing support of our patrons. And I really want to make sure that we are uh, doing some fun stuff. I had this idea that came to me. I'm just throwing this in at the tail end here of the episode. Um, so bell, Minecraft. I, I, you know, obviously I've been spending a lot of additional time with the kiddos, which has been amazing. And, uh, the kiddos are into the Minecraft. And so they got daddy into the Minecraft <laughs> and I kind of got me thinking, I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm wondering if, uh, kind of want to build star labs in Minecraft or at least attempt to do so. And, and you have mentioned before you were once addicted to Minecraft. Yes, it was a horrible addiction. Uh, <laughs> I had a lot of fun with the game. It's an open world sandbox game, and I love those kinds of games. But this one was one of those things where, like, you know, it, it, it'd be getting late, and it'd be like, all right, well, I'm just going to finish this one thing. And then I look at the clock, and it's like 10 o'clock. It's like, okay, I, 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 need, I need to stop, but eh, let me just finish this one thing. And then it's 1 o'clock. And then it's like, okay, 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 I'm just going to finish this one last thing, then I'm going to go to sleep. And then it's 4 o'clock, and I'm like, all right, well, it's too late now. I'm just going to continue to finish the thing. And then my alarm goes off for me to get up to work. And I'm like, oh, no, I've done it again. What has <laughs> so, happened? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, fair, fair enough. And, you know, I don't want to be like, but, you know, Bell, if you wanted to take one more hit, I got a little crack right here. I'd be like, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to be that guy. But well, I, I mean, like, what if we did this? What if we did it together? What if we made it together? What if we, what if we made it I mean, I think lives? that'd be cool. I, you know, we, could, I, we could twitch it. We could twitch it. We twitching. We, we'd be twitching. Like, do you want to build the, this, the entirety of the building in like one to one scale? Uh, maybe not one to one scale. We'd have to kind of think about like what that would look like. So my thought was, if we do this, um, like I might go into like creative mode and kind of like plot it out a little bit and see kind of like what that would be. But I would want to do it in like the, the real mode and survivor mode. Oh, in survivor mode. Okay. Cause I, I know that there are star labs, Minecraft, like seeds out there where you can get like a central city world or whatever that yeah. has a star. They're not very good. I, like the best one that I could find online of Star Labs, the bowl isn't right. It's like too warped. And I mean, I'm not saying that we could do it perfect, but let's try it. And even if it's awful, it'd be kind of fun, right? <laughs> like, I mean, we have less of a season this year, right? Like, like that's the reality of it. So it might be kind of fun. Like we just twitch it up like one night a week or something like that. Yeah. I mean, we'll have to make a bunch of glass and all that stuff. It'd be a lot of, yeah, exactly. But I got, I got a world for it. I'll find a space for it. It, it might be kind of fun. Cool. Okay. All right. All right. I'm just throwing that out there live, live on the air and on the podcast just to see what your reaction would be. Glad, <laughs> glad, you, glad you're open to it. Sure. All right. There. We'll just do these lines together and it'll just be this one time thing. I don't, I'm not trying to get you. Re- <laughs> <laughs> I 
We, I mean, we, we, yeah, we, we, there's a bunch of things we could do. We could recreate, you know, the command center. We could recreate the speed lab, you know, and then, you know, or, or do like a smaller scale version of the whole thing, stuff like that. So there, there, there's a lot of possibilities there. It's possibilities. All right. Well, there you go. We'll, we'll discuss it more, I'm sure, over the, uh, uh, next week and, and maybe set something up for uh, for over the break then. That'll be fun. Uh, hey, thank y'all so much, everybody who is uh, tuning in. We, we really appreciate y'all again. Uh, be sure to keep up with us throughout the week. You can follow us on the Twitters at Flash TV Talk. You can also follow our personal accounts as well. I'm at the Real Bo York or Bell is at Ring That Bell. But if 280 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at flash at podastery.com. That's P-O-D-A-S-T-E-R-Y dot com. And for the latest news, daily discussions, all things Flash, I don't even know why I still say that except for the fact that it's just part of this facebook.com slash flash tv talk if you're on facebook like our facebook page we won't do much there but there it is <laughs> and as always special thanks to charlie bach who provides music for our podcast you can listen to the rest of his awesome stuff at soundcloud.com slash charlie bach uh we are a proud member of the tv talk family at tvtalk.fm check it out for all the latest and greatest in your tv talking needs and don't worry ladies and gentlemen we do have one more episode this season it is going to be a blast no doubt uh so join us we'll be back in a flash This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. 
To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.